glory in the legends of this hard muscle life. And there's poetry in each season made of sweat and strife. But now's the time to work and strain at a sport that tests the spirit and challenges the brain. Come on, come on, come on. Let's go. Yeah, I'd like to have 75 degrees of sunny all the time, too, but that's not football. Do you fear the force of the wind, the slash of the rain? We're going to play us through light and rain. Go face them and fight them. Be savage again. Oh, man, this is weird. Huh? This is weird, guys. Are we podcasting? That's odd. During football season? What the hell? Who would have thought that during a baseball season in which both the Orioles and Nationals essentially punted on the second half of the year that we wouldn't podcast until week eight of the NFL season, halfway through the season, and the Redskins, excuse me, Jar, Washington football team bye week. Nope, I was saying you, you, we're so out of touch that you didn't even hit the halfway button. Oh, we are halfway. I was like setting up, and I was like, I'm missing one screen. I have my laptop, I have my desktop. What's the th- oh the soundboard? Duh, <laughs> it's, it's been that long. We have not done this in a long time. Bobby Blanco, Tom Natale, Ian Foster. That's a threesome. Gregory Porter is MIA, although we know exactly where he is. He's in Baltimore, probably sleeping. Um, follow us at PMIC Podcast on Instagram and Twitter and on Facebook. You can also follow the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and SoundCloud. We are your very not on time all things DC Sports Podcast taking you through the NFL season and the season that is the Washington football team who now find themselves at 2-6 and six at their bye week. They come back to face the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, two Sundays from now, this is November 4th. So in two Sundays, they will face the Buccaneers at home to finish their second half of their season. We're going to talk a lot about them. Everything has been going on for this first half of the season since we haven't done a pod since training camp. And then we will go around the NFL, see what else is the major storylines as we approach the halfway point of the 2021 NFL season. And then maybe talk some Wizards who got their new season underway, new head coach, new system, new culture. Um, some exciting things going around at Cap One Arena with the basketball teams. We'll talk about that before wrapping up the show. Thomas, how are you doing? Not good, Bob. Really? That's weird. Not good. Because I thought Virginia's doing great. Great. So, Bobby, you mentioned that this is our first pod since training camp. And if you remember, one of the things that we do for our Pick'em League is we give season-long predictions, predict division winners. Um, wild card, Super Bowl, all of that, right? I kind of already have an idea of where this is going, but yes. Tom, Bobby, yep. Ian yep. predicted an NFC East champion. <laughs> all three of us predicted the Washington football team. And really for the first time in our lives, it was a warranted prediction. Seemed like it. It seemed like it. So now we are nine weeks into the season tonight. Um, guys, you want to go back on that prediction a little bit? I was going to say, for those of you who are tuning into our show for the first time or rejoining us after our two-month-long break, uh, we're obviously very credible sources and know what we're talking about. So enjoy the show. That's a, that's a huge bummer to hear. Yeah. Even me. I... I mean, I know Ian was going to pick them to win. I know you were because you guys are. Well, you since know. you did pick them to win, can we blame you? Yeah, 1,000%. I, 
I'm doing that no matter what. No, I, I get it. I get it. So two and six losers of four straight. And I remember my justification as to why we were going to win the division. And I remember I was talking to, talking to a friend of the program, Joe Arvis. And he goes, what do you think is going to happen? And I said, if Ryan Fitzpatrick is the 16th rated quarterback, we probably win the division because this defense is championship level good. That's what happens when you draft five defensive first round picks or five players in the first round. I said, Ryan Fitzpatrick, 16th rated quarterback. If he's just middle of the road, if he basically did what he did last year, we win the division. And within a quarter, Fitzpatrick is no longer the quarterback. Yeah, how about he didn't and, play 16 minutes? And um, the Monstars took the um, powers <laughs> of all of our elite talent on defense. That's the only way I can justifiably understand what has happened. Was it the Monstars um, or Jack Del Rio? <laughs> Probably both. Actually, I think there, there's got to be a connection there in, in some way, shape, or form. Guys, this has been really, really frustrating um, to watch. It, it's you know, being a fan of this team is already incredibly difficult because we've had nothing to celebrate, but, and we've had some unwatchable seasons, but I think what makes this one exceptionally difficult is because of the expectations we had going into the season, because this is um, just God awful. And, um, you know, I'm used to being the, the glass half empty guy, but I would really like to hear it, hear about this from you guys. And Ian, in particular, you, because, you know, you try to re- balance that, that line of being realistic and, and optimistic and a little bit of a little bit of B, but I mean, your frustrations have, have really boiled over at, at least in like the text we have. This is the year that's breaking me. Mm-hmm. Every other year outside of what, RG3 is 2012. I know what we are. I know what we're yeah. at best. This one, I thought, I really did think, not naive of us, but I really thought that it was turning the corner. Ron Rivera <laughs> is changing the culture. Mm-hmm. We have a defense that can play with anybody, keep us in any game. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, I did say that the offense is going to be a lot better than people anticipate, which started yep. off correct and still is ish. Yeah. You just can't do it with fucking. I love, I love me some Heine, but he can't execute right now. No. No. And it's just this, it's now breaking me day in and day out. The third downs, both sides of the ball. Mm-hmm. The defense is now playing better. <laughs> and now the offense is getting worse. Yeah. It's just we can't we can't even get one game. We're just they play halfway decent. I mean, you halfway. could theoretically say through eight games, has there been a game in which we've played well? Collectively? Collectively. No. No. Not not at all. Not a single one. Yeah. That's pretty bad. Like it's one thing, hey, you play you you played well, you, you lost, like you, you play a team like the Chiefs your best is still probably not good enough to beat the chiefs or at least who we are, we're supposed to think they are. That is, yeah. um, I, I'm okay with that. Like, but the fact that we haven't put an ounce of good collective football together, even in a quarter for Christ's sake, nothing. 
Um, and frankly, I don't know enough about the sport to know what's wrong. Yeah, agree. I is it is it talent? Is it coaching? Is it uh, probably a combination of both, or is it just this organization is so goddamn screwed up? It doesn't matter because we're so screwed up. Um, you know, I I, I don't know. I, I I really don't know. I I. You know, I feel like I would be numb to something like this. But again, what's just so incredibly infuriating is just, you know, good players playing like shit. Chase Young, one and a half sacks. I'm so glad I didn't put the money down. I was going to put money on him preseason. A, lead the league in sacks. Defensive. Defensive. Yeah, he was a dark horse candidate. Like, that was like what what betters professional gamblers say like hey yeah that's a good that's a good line right there bobby you've been quiet i'm trying to gather my thoughts i was gonna say fair warning to our listeners that you know like we mentioned we have not done a podcast in two weeks our last episode was during training camp on august 17th um it's november 4th and so much has happened since then both on the field and off the field and we'll get there we have only watched, I mean, we see each other a lot, but we've only watched two games collectively together, the three of us, two of them, two games, the Chargers and the Saints game. Um, yep. And and there's only so much we can talk and bitch about this team over text. So now that we're having a, you know, an, a platform to talk about it more openly, you know, and we listen to sports talk radio and podcasts on a daily basis. And, you know, those guys have a, larger platform and they've touched on all of these topics numerous times over the past two months. And this is the first time we're able to do it. So this is going to be a, an extensive conversation. I, I don't know where to begin on disappointment. I mean, is it the talent level? I still look at on paper, this defensively, they should still have the talent. I mean, you look at, we're going to get to some of the, there's not going to be all negative, by the way, we're going to get to some positives later in this uh, episode as part of Freaking the run. Um, there should there's talent, and you look at John Allen as having a Pro Bowl caliber year. Uh, Cole Holcomb yeah, has proven to be a a solid linebacker. Um, offensively, like Ian said, like love me some Heineke. I think we know we knew what he was. We obviously weren't expecting him to be the everyday starter uh, with uh, Fitz going down, but we, I mean, yes, he had a phenomenal performance in the wild card game last year. Awesome. He's had some. He's had his moments this year too. He's also had some bad moments, and I think that we knew that, and I'm okay with that. Um, is he the long term answer? No, but I would be okay if he's the long term backup, and he's obviously very comfortable in the system. He's just mm-hmm. he just does you know he's not a starter in this league, and that's he not- just he just lacks some natural talent that's needed to play at this professional level, and, and that's it, not his fault. Clear, and clearly, that's you know arm strength. Like he just there's throws that he simply can't make i think most professional quarterbacks can but yeah. then again i mean what he's good at most aren't his improvisational his improv his um you know decisiveness getting like moving out in the pocket like he, he's he's good at the off script stuff right so my, my what was that Ian? i said that's where he's at his best yeah mm-hmm. so my frustration i think mostly lies with in terms of on-field stuff uh the coaching staff I think yeah. and it's the three main guys. It's Ron, it's Jack Del Rio, and it's Scott Turner. And 
I'll go in reverse order in that because I think Ron being a head coach deserves more time. But with Scott Turner, you guys know my frustrations with him. He's You do not like Scott I hate Turner. him so much. I'm so over him. He is great in between the 20s. Good for you. Once you get down close to that red zone, you shit your pants and you have no clue what you're doing. And it pisses me off. So many of the play calls are just, what was that? And he's not giving Heineke a chance. You're already behind the curve with Heineke. We just said not having the talent. You can't put him further back by giving him shitty play calls. Moving on to Del Rio. Obviously, this defense did not start the way we wanted it to do. uh, Wanted them to play. Uh, But I think they've actually, I think he's done a little better. They've played better over the past couple of weeks. They just had tough offenses to cover. and, And the Chiefs and the Packers... Um, and you know, you figure you hold the Broncos at mile high to 17 points. You should win that game. That loss is not on the defense. Um, and then you go to Ron. I, this is my biggest frustration now that I'm more I think about it. I think it's just the whole process, you know, how much have we heard from him about process and development Mm -hmm. and yada, yada, yada. It just all seems backwards and wrong. I seriously question now. And I still think retweet. I, I still what Bobby's saying. like the hire. I still think he can be a good head coach here. I just question now, is he capable of turning this franchise around like we thought a year ago he was going to be able to? What is the point of this season is my biggest question to him right now. Is it development or is it to go try to win a, another division or make the playoffs? That uh, message has been crisscrossed all year and all season long. And I don't think the players know. I don't think we know. I don't think Ron knows because he flip flops every single week, win or lose. And it's that's the most frustrating part for me. I don't understand the point because now looking at two and six, yes, the schedule does get a little easier, and theoretically, this team could have uh, its own destiny in its, uh, in its hand with all the division games at the end. But I, I, I just don't see them making the playoffs, and I would rather just kind of tank. So I, I don't know what 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 would you say we're doing here. I don't know the answer to that question. That's the most frustrating so, part for me. Bobby, everything that you said, I, if you saw me nodding my head throughout your your comments there, I, I, I'm agreeing with what you said, but I think something that we that has not been discussed enough, and it's it's so infuriating. I thought what was so impressive, and I think why we were so optimistic about this team was like their their recipe is they continue to build through finding the best available talent, not just in the first round, but undrafted guys, seventh round picks. Terry McLaurin was a third round pick. And then also hitting, absolutely knocking out of the park in free agency last year and a pandemic. And that was Kyle Smith. And what is so frustrating to us is we've had guys here. We've had Sean McVay and Matt LaFleur, Kyle Smith. And there's one other that I'm, I'm blanking out on his name as we speak. Um, but we've had guys here that are, that are like people would write a blank check to. And we just don't have the, the foresight to see it. And it's so, it's so typical of us. And I mean, look at the comparison from a Kyle Smith led off season plan versus without, mm-hmm. I mean, this is the worst free agent class that we've ever had with William Jackson and Curtis Samuel just simply not. Why isn't he on IR? Because he doesn't need surgery because he he's close to coming back. Oh, okay. Yeah. Got it. Heard. Sounds good. But you know what? That, that's frustrating too, because that tells me also 
been well also our athletic trainer is being investigated by the oh, DEA. We'll get, so no one yeah, we'll get there. No one knows no one in that building knows how to diagnose and then treat his injury. So I'm sure that's gonna go well. Yeah, and but anyways, the the Kyle Smith thing, and I know it infuriated us over the summer, but with a job that he just did, how is that guy not instantly and immediately promoted before someone else takes him? Immediately. Right? I mean, a, a job that he did gets him the next one. Yes. And I think, you know, Bobby, I, I'm going to go out and say, like, look, I understand it doesn't matter who's here because of Snyder, but I am no longer giving Ron the benefit of the doubt because this was his doing. This was his idea. For some reason, like, there's two certainties. Two certainties. If you're handsome and no Sean McVay, you're going to be a head coach. And if you if you can spell Carolina Panthers, then Ron Rivera wants you to come down to Ashburn. And like this need to bring the band back together. When I know they had a magical Super Bowl run, but they also had that one time quarterback. That one time, time. and the rest of the time they were seven and nine. And I I understand that like there's a network that you know people like Joe Barry is a defensive coordinator. Like I I just we we absolutely missed on free agency and we absolutely categorically missed not categorically missed on free agency and we've missed on the draft so far too um i think i'd feel a lot better if sam cosme was still playing but i mean he looks like a guy that's going to be starting for years to come yeah the rest you might have to move closer to your mic a little bit um but I, I think the absence of Kyle Smith and just the need to just, why did you make that difference? Like, I, I just, I don't understand the rationale. I, I've never understood the rationale of this team because they continue to do things that defy common sense. Well, And it's just like, this is just the straw that broke the camel's back this year. I think, I think we, one, I think we kind of saw this coming because mm-hmm. the, the reports coming out when Ron was hired is that he's going to be in total control. And that's that's kind of the price you pay that when you hire a veteran head coach, you know, he mm-hmm. wants to be the guy in charge, what he says go. And this kind of ties back into what I don't think he knows what he's doing because with all the power that he was given by Dan Snyder, and like we said at the beginning, he was like, we would rather Ron be in charge than Dan. So on that part of it, if you look at it that way, that's a good thing. But... Now he's wearing two hats, and Grand Danny, I've talked about this a lot, and I've heard this conversation a lot, and I cannot agree with it more. He is trying to be head coach and general manager at the same time. Those two positions, philosophically, have different views of the team. The general manager is supposed to look at one, three, five, ten-year plans for this team. The head coach is supposed to look at the next week, the next opponent, on the day-to-day operation. You can't Mm -hmm. manage a roster when you're trying to win this week but also mortgage for the he's future that's not doing how, more that he's, doesn't how he's works. involved with the name change and all this other kind of stuff like it, it's to say he's got too much on his plate is an understatement and not to mention he's not doing a good job at it so like no it, it's just hey, you so, know then I'm, th- I'm thinking about last year were we were we as good as we thought we were? And I know I'm quoting Dennis Green, but like the games in which we dominated were against backup quarterbacks. When we were playing, you know, elite offenses, we were vulnerable still. 
Like we where we – We got three sacks mm-hmm. in the entire rest of the playoffs, including the Super Bowl. The entire – all those other teams got three total sacks combined. Sure. I think it was a – it wasn't a full mirage, but, you know, it was it was a little hazy. Sure. I get that. No, we're I understand. Getting, we're getting a little sun, sun poisoning. Uh, and I, I, is it? I'm just. I'm really, really getting tired of. So, since when did Ron become so condescending? Like, guys, 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 this is how this works, and like everything's Pretty fine. Funny. And I believe, like, this is awful. And then you make a scapegoat out of Dustin Hopkins. Like, talk about a. a Talk about an awful process. Like, it's just. I think it, uh, I, everything's fair. You know, I, it's just from time, time and time again, we're, we're sold a product and it's shit. Like, so like in Ron, we trust. Okay. Before Ron, it was McLuhan. McLuhan did a good job. Oh no. Well, his, obviously that faltered badly. Then prior to that, it was Mike Shanahan. The, the Shanahan plan is, you know, we're all in former Super Bowl winning coach. And, you know, time and time again, we're, we're, we're sold this level of optimism and it just, you know, catastrophically fails. There's a lot to unpack. Where do you, I mean, I, like I said, I, I still, Tom, you have, you do not, I still give Ron the benefit of the doubt. I just need him to be focused on the 53 guys in that building right now. I don't need him focusing Mm -hmm. on, um, because I mean, it was probably ending up being his decision not to put Curtis Samuel on IR, right? And you know, the doctor said like, "Oh, it's a hamstring; it'll heal itself." Okay, well then we don't need to waste him on IR. We'll get him back. A GM probably step in and be like, "Let's open up that roster spot so we can get someone who can actually play during that time while he rests, and then we'll activate him whenever he's ready." So it's just like little things like that. That again, with holding both of those positions and all that power, it's just conflicting back and forth. The snappiness, like you mentioned, yeah, that's that's a little frustrating. I, I mean, there's that. My answer to that will be: This isn't Carolina, run. This is not Charlotte. This is Washington D.C. This is a top five market in the country. This is a team that has a history that you're gonna get asked tough questions that you were never asked, even when you were good or terrible in Carolina. And when you have a team with this high expectations, when you have a defense and you're a defensive guy and you have this high expectations and they are literally the second to last team ranked defense in the league for a couple of weeks, you're going to be asked tough questions. And if you don't like it, tough shit. Like, and what do you think is going to happen? How naive right. can you be? So I'm glad you mentioned that, Bobby. So here are some numbers for you guys. You ready? On our defense, we are 27th in yards per game. We are 30th in passing yards allowed per game. We're 10th in rushing yards allowed per game. We're good at stopping the run. Okay. We're 27th in points allowed per game. And we're 26th in turnover margin, meaning with minus four. Um, On offense, we're 18th in yards accrued per game, 20th in passing yards, 13th in rushing yards, 25th in scoring. That's a pretty significant drop. Everything except for the scoring, you would if we were that was Fitz 
being mm-hmm. a quarterback, we probably take that. You maybe expect the passing to be a little higher because he has a stronger arm mm-hmm. than Heineke, but the rushing, mm-hmm. um, the I mean, the points, the points are being bogged down by, you know, they scored 13, 10, and 13 over the last three weeks. They can't yeah. score. And, and we're and minus that, minus seventy one in plus minus. I mean, you went zero and five in the red zone against Green Bay. The worst, the worst red zone defense in football, right? Which cure all? First of all, what rule is that? Um, and it's annoying because you only one. you only lost by fourteen. So had you kicked, had you scored a touchdown on one of those drives, if you went one for four, you're still in the game late. If you had, mm-hmm. instead of gone for it on fourth down, kicked a field goal on two of them, you're still in the game late. <laughs> so it's just like kind of that mentality. Now, I, in the moment, I liked Ron's aggressiveness of going for it. I fucking hated every single one of Scott Turner's play calls, but I like the idea of going for it. And sure. there was, they were open plays on that. He even hit Terry in the face mask. The, the Heineke falling yeah. short of the goal line was brutal. That's not on Scott that Turner. That's bad. I don't, I don't like it's fucked up, but I think that's a fucked up rule that just changed last year. Before you could dive forward mm-hmm. and, sl- and still be good until you're touched. Yeah. Now, now that's the same as when you first initiate a slide. Could he ran in? He easily could have ran in. But also, I think he got in on the fourth down on the goal line. The reason they didn't call it a touchdown is because they couldn't tell if his knees were on the ground or not. Which in my, I thought they were very clearly he wasn't on the ground. He wasn't. He's on top of five different guys. Yeah. Need just gonna just extend three three yards down in between bodies. So that's not on Scott Turner. But I mean, this this kind of goes to the process too. Like, yeah, we're two and six, but it's the process that how we got here is very Mm -hmm. frustrating. Look at that Chargers game; they only lost by four. We know now that Chargers are one of the best sixteen in the AFC. In the AFC, and they still had a shot to win that game. Yeah. They got lucky against the Giants, but that's a W. You'll take it. The Bills, they're one. They're a Super Bowl contender. Yeah, no shame in losing that game. Ian was yep. Ian was present. Um, you eked out against the Falcons. You probably maybe shouldn't have won that game, and they did. Mm-hmm. The Saints game, you were in it until the end. The Chiefs game, you were winning at halftime. <laughs> now, yeah. I'm not saying that they end up beating the Chiefs, but if you score at... They didn't score in the second half. If you score at all in the second half against the literal worst defense in the league, you're at least in it. And then the Packers yeah. we just talked about, and then the Broncos. I mean, God damn it, did no one want to win that game? <laughs> Dude, we could theoretically, by that breakdown, Bobby, we could be 0-8. Or, or conversely, we could be four and four. I would say yeah. you. I would say you. You should have beaten. I mean, I know we ended up losing by eleven, but you probably should have beaten the Saints at home, and you should have beaten the Broncos. Yeah, I give you that. But we also got lucky in the Giants game. We shouldn't have won that, and we got lucky in the Falcons game. Probably shouldn't have won that either. Yeah. So yeah, but you're right. So we could be zero and eight or four and four. So. It wasn't for a phantom um, offside penalty on special teams. We lose that game. So I'll take you it. Though. I think he. I, think he I thought he. I thought he moved. Sorry, that's what. I, that's what I meant. I, um, Everyone thought it was not. It was a bad call. I, we Ian, we watched that the game together. We both thought he jumped. Yeah, we're just lucky that he's looking. No, yeah, no, it was yeah. a stupid play by him. But so 
you know, I just, just think about it. Like, okay, what players were supposed to go this way, right? What players were supposed to ascend? And I'm thinking about it is okay. Antonio Gibson's taken a, a pretty major step back. Maybe it's because of this injury, but the, the fumbling and or he's being misused. I don't know what, what's wrong, but he is not the same Antonio Gibson from last year. Thinking that more experience at a position he hasn't played much before, he would get better. But, you know. Where did Antonio Redskins. Gibson fumble away against the Chargers from mm-hmm. winning that game? Yep. Yep. Um, you know, uh, Logan Thomas got hurt. Uh, Terry McLaurin is still him, himself. I think he's just, he's got no help whatsoever. Um, that's, uh, Chase, Young has taken the, Chase Young has taken a step back. Montez Sweat has taken a step back. Kendall Fuller, what the hell happened? William Jackson, uh, no thanks. Um, Landon Collins, while being moved to linebacker over the past two weeks, much, much better. But prior to that, his he was so bad. He was like on a almost on a Hainsworth level trajectory as far as one of the worst contracts in Redskins history, Washington history. Um, I mean, so many players that we had high expectations for are either hurt or just have gotten just aren't good. And you know, if we if unfortunately because of how good Justin Herbert is and will be. This conversation about him versus Chase Young, it, it's going to happen. And I think at the time, to begin with, no one knew. I, th- I don't think anyone realized how good Herbert could be. Uh, remember, at, picking him at six was considered to be a reach at that time. Mm-hmm. And Chase Young was considered to be the best non-quarterback prospect in a really, like, like a really long time. Like This guy was an immediate stud Pro Bowl type player. And um, he's got a he's got a, a target on his back now. I mean, you'll see his face all over endorsements and commercials, and like you know, him and Montez came into the season saying they're going to break the um, the the sack record between Dexter Manley and Charles Mann. I'm sure. Um, the NFL record. They wanted 39 sacks. And I know um, sacks aren't the definitive measure in terms of success rate or like what constitutes a really good pass rusher versus not. I know it's beyond just sacks, but one and a half sacks through eight games is pathetic. It's really, really bad. Um, and I'm sure he would be the first to say that, but do you know what he did after this game? Pissed me off again. How about chase after this game, he immediately posted his, his, um, fumble that he caused. After a loss. I didn't see that. But also without that fumble, we don't have a chance to win. Ian froze. I just see him like. Yeah, Ian froze. (laughs) I I imagine he did not like hearing that news. That's Um, (laughs) No, damn it. I was trying to take a screenshot of it. (laughs) You froze like. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Uh, I did not see that about Chase, though. That's a bummer. You Big know, play. I, but has this fame gotten to his head? Is Chase Young? I, I don't know. Is RG three shit again? Again. I still got I got more faith in Chase Young than I do Robert. You know, but. He's too he's too talented not not to have faith in. Like if, if we were to trade him, we would be getting a king's ransom for him. 
And he's a true yeah. leader too. So it's like, yeah, and that was that was what we were sold. Mm-hmm. I, I meanwhile, like I, I just um, seasons like this really, really just boil you over, Ian. As you mentioned, this was your breaking point. But you, I wanted to mention a specific breaking point with this fan base because I wrote down in my notes we had a DEA raid. Okay, well that's a new one. That's, I mean, if any team was capable of doing that, it would be the Redskins. That's like three, Washington. Um, The emails that were corresponding between Snyder and, you know, this organization somehow were not released, um, according to Roger Goodell, because Snyder's um, punishment was um, sufficient. Okay, cool. Um, But following this disaster of an email blast and as if Daniels, the, the PR meltdown could not get any worse for Snyder and company. There's an announcement made three days before a game guys. And that is our, this city's favorite player, this city's one of the most, what if type of stories in professional sports. Um, They decide to retire Sean Taylor's Jersey three days after all this shit hitting the fan with the, the, the lack of transparency um, with the Wilkinson report with three days so, notice of when it's going to happen with three days notice. And I I'm telling you, like I, I listen to one of six, seven every day, Bobby, I know you do too. Ian, I know you listen to it as well. I've been listening to the station since it started over 10 years ago. I'm telling you, like I have never heard so many fans calling in just utterly furious and so how disrespectful that is and we've long known that snyder deflects blame and like he did something awful then he holds up something new and shiny and we all take the bait right and um but using sean taylor as a way to get out of this mess is about the lowest thing i've ever i've seen them do um, until we read the Wilkinson report, of course. Um, th- that was, I mean, that was a new low. That was really, really a new low. And um, frankly, I don't blame any fan that just, you know what? I'm out. Like, can't do it anymore. I, I wish I could. I honestly, um, hand on my heart, I wish I could not care. And I wish I could just, you know, watch Red Zone for eight hours. Much rather do that than watch this team. They don't deserve our fan fandom, and uh, they certainly don't deserve our money. True. They do not deserve our money. That's the thing I've ever seen, ever. And it's mm-hmm. like, it sucks for us as fans, but it really sucks for the Sean Taylor family. The family. Like, seeing is- them pouted out on that fucking field, halfway filled, completely stadium halfway filled, with a quarter that may be being Redskins fans, football team fans. And then, like, they're tearing up, and they get – they even show the fucking Sean Taylor Avenue or whatever it is. And they're Nine four bodies. Right. Fuck, I was like, what do we do? This is the saddest tribute that I've ever seen in my life, and not, like, a good sad, where you remember the greatness of mm-hmm. the player that they're trying to honor. Because they're not yeah. trying to honor shit. I don't give a fuck about honoring anything. Yeah, they announced 
old play being met, play, played in FedEx Field a year in advance that same week. Next cold week, play. Cold play. Fucking cold play. It's that was the one that 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 was also just broke me. I was like, no, this is the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. That stadium deserves to be filled, packed with football team fans. Yeah, Sean Taylor, and you know, no matter what the game was, that stadium would have been packed to the brim. Every I would like to go. A sing- I would have gone. Yeah. A heartbeat, I would have gone. That would have been the that would have been the one reason I would have gone. Yes, I don't care who we were playing. I would have gone to that game. Also, it would be cool mm-hmm. to watch Pat Mahomes in person, but I would have gone for that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care. It's it like that it is what it is. That and I would have been in that stadium forty-five minutes before and just to get a good to get mm-hmm. a good look at what they're gonna do. But no, they just they botched that. The the most important thing that they could have done in the last twenty years, they botched beyond botched. Beyond botched. And it was so transparent that, like, it makes it 10,000 times worse. Like, we all, we all know what the fuck you just did. Yeah. You know what's really, what's really, really telling about this, guys, is once this all happened, we said it's a new low. Does it surprise you? No. 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 It no, really it's, doesn't. It's only surprising in that we were fed reason to believe that it would be different and then it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel bad. I'm disappointed in myself for believing it would be different. Dude, I, I feel, Ian, you mentioned the family. Like, to be used as a deflection Straight on up. such a tragic event in your life is one of the most <laughs> insincere things I've ever seen and so despicable and so typical. Like, Tom, you and, I, you and I both have lost a parent. Yeah. And you as well, more so. Could you imagine being touted out in front of thousands of people like Sean Taylor's daughter just was to deflect blame of some fucking Fortune 500 billionaire douchebag who Dude, clearly is a piece of shit? That honestly like makes me want to cry. Right? Like, just thinking about that. Like how much that has affected my life how much it has affected your life um and to be and to revisit that in such a in such a disrespectful manner um i i mean that is that's some unforgivable shit and i can't believe that the taylors even came um, i was amazed that they all came mm-hmm. well they did it for sean they didn't do it for dan no yeah they did it for the fans and sean I'm also I'm I I'm 100 positive Dan sent his jet to get them too. Oh, for sure. But his brother, brother came out and said he didn't know about it until the when we knew three about days it. ago. <laughs> and I, the I, other the other fucked up thing is like you know they can't even be like oh this is how we do it oh like we've been playing this for months well you told us you were tying Bobby Mitchell's jersey over the summer how come you didn't say the same thing about fucking Sean Taylor? Because you weren't going to do it's, it. Also, the timing makes no sense. The only reason the timing makes sense is because you're trying to cover up for something else. It would make more sense to do it in November. We have a Monday yeah. night game at home against Seattle, a team that Sean Taylor actually played against in the playoffs right two days after his anniversary of his death. Two fucking days. Why not do it then? That makes no sense. Like That and, stadium would be filled. 
for the first time since RG3's rookie year with football with football fans, football team fans. Yeah. Not football fans. I mean, football team fans. They're all football fans. Logical thing that could have ever happened is you picking that that game, mm-hmm. and to come out and say no, we're not doing it. It's like yes, you. How dumb do you think we are? That's a, that's yeah. that's the part that really gets me. Is like they really think we're that dumb that we're, you think we can't connect dots that we would just get all excited and happy for Sean mm-hmm. Taylor's jersey retirement and not see what they're trying to do, and then also hilarious that Tom mentioned listening to the radio. I listened to the radio those next three days. Literally listened to. 12 hours of Grand Danny, and even B. Mitch and Finley, who I don't listen to that much, every caller was like, how dumb do they think we are? Like, do they, we, we know what they're doing. <laughs> it's like, and, how can and, you not have Sean, a, oh, they're, they're so dumb. And Sean Taylor strikes a chord with this town. I mean, it's Called him, it. Ovi, really is like, maybe, like Max maybe, but like, oh, there he is. I called it. <laughs> Quarter, you're halfway through the uh, football talk, so if you were trying to skip the sports, you may, you're, you're a little early. <laughs> I actually think he would like this this conversation. He would, he would like this conversation. He oh, would hey. like this conversation. <laughs> oh, there he is. It's okay. So, you know, hey, buddy. Porter, just wanted to catch you up to speed. We're just talking about how Snyder deflected um, blame from the um, PR release, email release, by toting out the Sean Taylor jersey retirement ceremony three days um, in advance. So, yep. Yep. Giant piece of shit. Yeah. And it, it's true, just true. You know, when I, Bobby, as you mentioned, when I was hearing the fans call in and it, it was almost therapeutic because we were talking about what we experienced that day as, as a Washingtonian like us, like that's, that is a moment where you'll never, rem- you'll always remember where you were and what you were doing when you found out that Sean died. Yeah. yeah. It, it's just, he is, he is our Mount Rushmore of beloved athletes. I mean, we could wear our Sean Taylor jersey even before he was killed. Like, even like Eagles fans, Cowboys fans, are like respect. Like, like he's the real deal. Like, receive like Chad Johnson and T. I, I know. I think Chad Johnson went to his funeral because he respected him so much. Like, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm just like there there are some people that are just untouchable in Redskins lore and it's him and Joe Gibbs. And that's pretty much it. And um, like that, just, I, I don't think I could ever forget what was done. Because he's not here. <laughs> mm-hmm. Joe's still alive and killing it. Oh yeah. That's the other thing. You didn't have Joe Gibbs come to the Sean Taylor ceremony. Oh, you know why? Because you played it three days in advance and he had a fucking race the night before. He was only his fucking head coach. And like Tom said, the second most revered person in our franchise's history. You don't have him come to the ceremony. And the in the in a man of of faith that got got this city through that that tragedy. Um, so it's the he, general consensus they did it to deflect just entirely. Like it was only brought up for that one purpose, hence the half-assness of all of it. It was yeah, the, the, yeah, it poured it on par for for you know Washington football team. Uh, I know we had talked about it before, but there's like the difference between because Elaine and I, with her college friends, went to a Ravens game. And I think like the first thing I text you guys is like they literally do everything better than it's us. It's night and day. It's it was, not it's not the same. It was 
awesome. I'm not a Ravens fan at all. I was just like literally sitting there. We bought the tickets and I was like, I'm going to need some chicken fingers and I'll have some overpriced beer. I'll see Slick at the parking lot. But that was about what I thought the day was going to be. And her, her friends were nice and everything, but like I wasn't like going there to watch football. And I hadn't been to a Ravens game in forever. I was just like, why can't we do this? Like there's no hype. There's no nothing. They have like a whole like well-produced hype video. And like they come out with like all the fireworks and shit going off. It was we we suck so much comparatively. Baltimore honored Omar, the actor, but of a fictional Baltimore character. Yeah, they honored him ten thousand times more and better than we honored one of the greatest Washington sports players in any sport. Any sport. It's pathetic. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of the worst. Like, it's, it's, that's some unforgivable shit. Indescribably fucking frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. Bolt. Yeah. I mean, they were honoring Michael K. Williams, who obviously played Omar. He passed away. He personally had no affiliation with Baltimore just because the wire was in Baltimore and, and the Ravens did that better than we did an actual person that meant something to this franchise and sit and sit. So, so Bobby, after that whole ordeal, um, friend of the program, KevCon, sent me a clip from the Kevin Sheehan show on his podcast. And I want to play it. It's a 20 second clip. I wanted to play it for you guys because, um, Porter, I think you're going to like this. It's funny. But he's right. right. I don't even know why he enjoys owning this team anymore. He is the most despised person in the history of this city that isn't a politician. That isn't a political person. The most despised, probably since John Wilkes Booth. Seriously, that's pretty. That's pretty good. Good for you, Dan that's Snyder. <laughs> You're one step above the person that assassinated Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> Let's put. Congrats. Put that on your wall. Yep. Get you a plaque. On a recency effect, he might. He's probably higher. He he assassinated this franchise. So it goes to the, the greatest president in our country's history and football team. Once you go below Fairfax. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Go below Fairfax. He's, you know, he's taught a little differently in those schools. <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. Critical race. There. All right, sorry. <laughs> um, I don't even know what that means. Good. And as a result of all this, guys, um, Numbers have come out. We have the lowest attendance in the league. Shocker. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, Porter. You're, Porter, if you're comparing Sunday uh, fan experiences, the Ravens are what an NFL team should be. The Washington 100%. football team is a Montgomery County high school game on Friday night when QO comes and invades your field yeah. and dominates you. Yeah, and pretty the much. Are the best that ever have done it. Ever, yeah. So. yeah. It was... It was insane. They had a. Have you been to a Ravens game recently, Bobby, or anybody? The last Ravens game I was no, probably. I was they probably like middle school. hard no. They incorporated the port of Baltimore. They come in on like the video shows them like in a train car, and they're like all suited up in their in their gear and shit, and it's like playing fucking music and going back and like they're basically like being trained in because the, the the mark and the uh, light rail goes right by the stadium, right. Um, and it's just like the train system of, of in the port area and all that stuff is just like you can hear them constantly throughout Baltimore. So they incorporated that and they're all got like chains and shit like that. And you can hear them and just they're like running out and they do 
they introduced like the defensive line um, by number uh, was like really cool and fireworks fucking everywhere and smoke machines and like these like brick prop uh, like columns with flames and shit. It was it was it was incredible. And then, of course, the entire stadium is filled with purple and black. So it sounds amazing and it looks amazing. And everybody's doing like the chance of like move those chains where yeah. they have like a truck come out and they're like, everyone's like doing this thing. Yeah. It was, it was a completely different experience. I had, I had never been to another football stadium other than FedEx ever. Yeah. Um, and it was just like the last time Thank I was at a Ravens game was, I was 10 years old right. with Andrew Haberman and his dad. Hey. So what a what a concept. So as long if you run a legitimate if you have a good organization that hires the right people, good people, and focuses on winning games, fans come. Yeah. And how about this? Much. Find a franchise quarterback via the draft. That's weird. Yeah. Their mm. tailgating's better. Mm. Their fucking literally everything was fucking better. Their tailgate was insane. Oh, I mean their tailgate's like, awesome. Everywhere. I mean, well, FedEx They're all over the place. We know FedEx is not set up for tailgating. It's in the middle of fucking no. nowhere, PG County. Baltimore, no. it's like downtown. You're right next to Camden Yards. You're right next to yeah. the casino. Well, people, we so Slick's tailgate was inside of a industrial park parking lot. Like it wasn't even. It That's was like what you two get when you're in the, the stadium. Yeah, but it was it was awesome. Like everybody was there. There's a huge party. Um, like everywhere you went, there yeah. was a huge party. You can everywhere. do that at Nats Park. You can do that at for the DC United games. I mean, there's plenty yeah. of spaces. But when you're in the middle of bumfuck. PG County, you can't do that because it's just one See, giant parking lot and then a bunch of hotels that Snyder owns. And and those are those are factors that are beyond Snyder's control at the moment. The thing is, though, like if the product was good, if this organization was good, we would still go. Like we led the league in yeah. attendance for years. Yeah, and we sucked. Just we're not buying it anymore. You could only we could only just yeah, you know, lie to us true. for you know ten years. Yeah. So you know now we're just on. 22 just somehow by the grace of God, if he gets removed, uh, it would, be, I, I don't, it would have to be, there's little, I don't think there's anybody that could buy the team that would be a, a worse job than Snyder and would be given such a long leash of yep. Yep. Uh, leeway to like turn things around. But yeah. you think of like how many people in this area, one that could afford it. And two, like a, like a, a Washington football team native, like, Think of a billionaire that actually enjoys this team or like sees it as an opportunity. That was him. Yeah. He um, was, he, like he came in like he was a fan. Yeah. He just yeah. The ground. Where have all the billionaires gone? That's what I'm hey, saying. I mean, Bezos could literally say, I will buy your franchise 10 times. Yeah. Way more. more than that. Like he lives here. Or Elon Musk. Elon he Musk know, could, I know could cure world hunger and buy the Washington football team on a Tuesday if he wanted to. Like I've said, Washington he calls that Primes. Tuesday. I'm, I'm in. Washington Primes. I'm in. Oh, I'd, I'd, I'd buy it. I'll dress up as a burgundy and gold Optimus Prime. Would you, would you still like the team, though, if the colors were changed? So what if he comes – because burgundy and gold is not Fine. Amazon. Amazon's white and baby blue. It's closer to, like, the Chargers. Is it still our local team? That's fine. And I, orange. They actually. I'd rather not. I'd rather not. What actually, if we were baby blue and orange? <laughs> the Broncos. Be like we're the Rugrats. Better off than where we are now. 
Yeah, sure. Actually, the yeah. colors are big deals for me. I would prefer keep burgundy and gold. Oh, I want to keep the fucking colors. Yeah. Because no other team wears burgundy. Like, when you see burgundy and gold, doesn't matter where you are. If you're a sports fan, you know that's the Washington football team. No other team yeah. has that color scheme in any professional sport in this country. Yep. So, um, guys, just to wrap it up on the football team, anything positive. The only thing I, I have thought of has been um, – Jonathan Allen is a monster and probably I know he's a pro bowler, but he should be an all pro. He he's all so pro. good. Um, Terry McLaurin doesn't come out of your mouth. I'm shutting this podcast off. Yeah. The, him and Terry. And, uh, you know, I, I liked Sam Cosby a lot. Um, Eric flowers is a really good in, interior offensive lineman. Yes, I, you know, Cosby was our best offensive Pick. lineman. Yeah. Offensive lineman. Oh, as a rookie. Yeah. And um, meanwhile, everyone else has sucked. Did you Saint listen? Juice. I, I like St. Juice. I like St. Juice, too. He's Did probably you? our best fucking cornerback. Like, that should not happen. Nope. Especially when you just pay somebody a lot of money to be the best cornerback on your team. Which one, Kendall or, or Jackson? Uh, the Jackson. <laughs> yeah, he's bad. It's not good. Did this big guy? Is there anyone I'm missing? DeAndre Carter. I was gonna say DeAndre. Yes. Carter too. Thank you. Pleasant Thank surprise. you. Yes. Did this bit stem from uh, the "Say Something Nice" segment from Grant and Danny yesterday? No, I missed it, but that's pretty funny. <laughs> they had a, just say something did, nice. Just say like. Did Danny of, find anything nice to say? Yeah, Danny talked about Terry. Um, oh, nothing about Terry that. I think GP mentioned on Twitter today, he's just a good guy. He's not OBJ bitching and complaining or like any other wide receiver you've seen in the league. He just does man things and is just a, a beautiful person off the field too. So thank you, Terry. Uh, we're, we're not worthy. Um, say something nice. Defense seems to be improving even against yes. tough opponents. Agreed. Agreed. Um, how about Philly and New York don't seem to be that much better either. <laughs> That's a good thing. Yep, until the Eagles have a shit ton of draft capital. Oh, my God. They could possibly have, like, three top ten picks. Yes. The Eagles or the Giants? The, the Eagles. Eagles. The Eagles. They'll botch it. Their own and two. Well, actually, they might lose the Carson Wentz one if he plays a certain amount, right? Mm-hmm. No, it becomes a first-round pick, I think, if the Colts go to the playoffs. Fuck the Colts. All right. Um, oh, also, Ian, what was the over-under? Oh, no, no, no. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you can edit. Uh, um, what other positives? Uh, uh, trust way. Trust Thank way. you. Trust way, still the best, our best player, still the best player in the league. That's positive. Um, I feel, we didn't talk about the kicker situation enough. And making Dustin Hopkins a scapegoat. Okay, yeah, he mm-hmm. missed two extra points that one time, and I think he's only missed, had only missed two field goals on the season. 12 of 14. 12 and, of 14. That's on average with every fucking kicker in the league. And he was perfect in his first game with the Chargers. And now you bring in a guy who has not kicked in the league, who is Best two. last name ever. Two and five. Last name blew it. Blue. Two and five with three blocked kicks. 
So I guess the positive there, if we're looking for positives, every time he gets the ball over the line of scrimmage, it goes in. Hey. But he's doing that below 50% of the time. <laughs> all three of them block kicks, because two of them were blocked. One, he hit his own fucking lineman in the back of the head. Yeah. That he did. I consider that a block. I say you just suck. Yeah. <laughs> and then this is where, and I've heard many people talk about this, so I don't even know who gave credit. I'm not taking credit. Is this my thought? Because I totally agree, though. This is where we've caught Ron in another, I don't want to say lie, but essentially a lie, where he was talking, where he was, you know, talking about, well, you know, you, it's hard to find a, a good kicker in the league, and um, you know, he just wasn't getting it done, and we wanted to bring someone else in that could get it done. Well, like Ian said, 12-14, that's pretty good. Uh, and then you bring in a guy that if, if – and the whole process is wrong. If you didn't think Dustin Hopkins was the guy, how come there was no competition? Yes. And then now you brought in a guy that's never done it, and he's had three kicks blocked. He's two for five. And then also, if you're looking for a established guy who can do it and kick at a 90% rate, the 49ers just cut their kicker, who has been doing this for a long time. Go bring him in, at least for a tryout. You can't just keep doing this with Blewett. I mean, that's just... Defeats the whole purpose of, we're going to have competition and we're going to put the best guy out there. And then... He's talking about well the kicks uh, the block kicks weren't essentially his fault it's more of the the process of the snap the whole then why did you let the best long snapper that we've ever had walk in free agency and then, <laughs> then draft one. one yes who the fuck drafts a long snapper not Kyle Smith not Kyle Smith so sorry Ron caught you in that lie but I digest the honeymoon's over yep. It's unfortunate. You digest? It's from a family guy. Got it. <laughs> Instead of saying digress, he says, I digest. <laughs> but I digest. <laughs> oh, I got it. It's very, cle- it's very clever. Thank you. How's it working out for you? <laughs> you know, every, it's, it's always fun when you have to explain the, the joke. Good. <laughs> All right. We are coming up on an hour. So should we move to the around the NFL? Yeah, let's do it. All right, so pick them results for week eight. Megan's gonna need to go I, mean, sleep I don't soon. feel. I can't remember what I even picked, but I feel like I did bad. I I did. There is a tie for first place. Two-way tie. That's Tom that's and Umo. Damn with it! Ten. I'm sorry. Three-way tie. I apologize. I apologize. Tom, Umo, Elaine with ten. Oh. 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 Good for Laney. Yep. Second place, Emily with nine. Nice. Then there is a two-way tie for third. Healy, Cookie, eight. Yep. Then there is a three-way tie for fourth. Bobby, Porter, Daniela, seven. Yeah. Ian, five. Ian had six correct picks. So... I was I just won a fucking picking league out of ninety three people for one week, <laughs> and in this one, I can't, so gotta here. Uh, what were your flyers that got you to win? 
I, I filled out two. I can't remember which one I did. Yeah. But I, only, I got three wrong last week. Hmm. So here are our cumulative standings. First place, Tom, 84. Second place, Umo, 83. Third place, Bobby, 82. Fourth place, Emily, 81. Fifth place, Porter, 80. And there's a little bit of drop-off after that. Sixth, Cookie, 77. Seventh, Daniela, 76. Eight, Healy, 72. Nine, Ian, 69. It better be 69. <laughs> it is 69. <laughs> and Elaine's behind that, but she she joined the party late. Um, She's fucking so, killing it, though. Yeah. Hey. Thanks to Gregory. Got Just 10. Saying. So the questions I have, I had three topics I just wanted to go over. Um, I hate to say this. No, you don't. The, the Dallas Cowboy, I changed my pick. So did Bobby. Sunday Night Football, the Dallas Cowboys did not have – Dak Prescott did not play. They, they played his backup, Cooper Rush. Don't know who a Cooper Rush is, but I thought in Minnesota, Minnesota's better than what their record is showing. They got this. Well, the Cowboys found a way to win. And um, they're, good. They're, they're good. They are very good. Um, better than I anticipated. I think better than really anyone anticipated because I think they're above just that playoff level tier. I think this is one of the best Cowboys teams that we have seen um, in quite some time. And that hurts with a thousand souls to say. I hate that so much. I can't stand that. It really upsets me. Now, good for Mm -hmm. Dak. You know, that's a gruesome injury to come back to and – I feel like if he was on any other team, I would like Dak, but I cannot yep. like him Agreed. when he has that star on his head. Yep. And Agreed. I'm sure it's Mike McCarthy doing this because he won that Super Bowl with Aaron fucking Rodgers that one time. Um, nope. You just need a good quarterback. I don't think, I think we knew that their offense was going to be good if Dak was healthy. I don't think mm-hmm. we expected their defense to be this good. Yeah, Micah Parsons has changed this defense. And and that's something we didn't talk about with the football team, Jamin Davis, mm-hmm. but we don't have mm-hmm. to talk about him. And that I makes imagine it, we would have drafted Micah Parsons had he been available at I would fucking 19. hope so. <laughs> now, I know there were some locker room concerns with him because of that incident or whatever, that hazing incident at Penn State. Mm-hmm. But I would hope that if he had fallen to us, we would have selected him, but we were mad at that pick the night of the draft, and we were like, "Oh fuck, he's going to yeah, be a player that for is them." Worst case scenario, and he's playing like the defensive rookie of the year, mm-hmm. and that sucks. So I think this offense is what we expected them to be. In the end, the crazy part is that they barely use Zeke. It's yeah, mostly. Um, Dak throwing the ball to all his weapons. Um, but this defense that that and Trayvon, hey, Trayvon Diggs, I wish you were doing it for any other team. But good for you. <laughs> okay, so then let's look at the Cowboys. I just want to look at like like some advanced stats because they've wa- lost what one game? Is yeah, that they, right? lost, they lost their yeah. first game against the Bucks. And have not lost it. Which they also no shame in losing that game. 
So they are, yes, six and one. They have a plus 63 point differential, which is right behind Tampa Bay, the Rams, and the Cardinals. And those are probably the only three teams I would put above them in the NFC. I hate how good they are. They're very good. If we played them two weeks ago, before the defense started getting better, they'll still put up 45 points against us. Numbers approximate, yes. But if we played two to three weeks ago, I'm saying 55 to 60 points. Yeah, that's fair. Cool. Dak Prescott, 550 yards. Zeke, roughly 150. You'll love it. 19 for 19 on third down conversions, specifically in the first half. Checks out. I know you're. Uh, I know we're all happy. Well, I know you guys are happy that we're not playing them on Thanksgiving this year. Oh, thank God! But we do play them in Dallas the day after Christmas on Sunday Night Football. God, yeah. hey, that'll, get, that'll get flexed. That'll right? get, that'll that's get flexed. Pr- my guess will be that'll be flexed out. Guys, yes, we're gonna God. we're gonna be fine because we're gonna be like we're gonna be fine three and eight at that point, or no, probably three and ten. Yeah, yeah, three and ten. So, but um, could you imagine? <laughs> way to ruin our. Not going to ruin Thanksgiving this year. We're going to ruin your Christmas. Nope. Christmas is already over. I'm already writing it. Nope. It's already happened. I will We're good. You Midnight on the 26th. Yeah. Christmas is done. We are moving on. <laughs> We're moving on to Valentine's Day. President's Throw Day. Throw the fucking tree away. It's done. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to have a bad memory looking at that. We're just going to skip yeah. news too. We're going straight to President's Day. <laughs> just got okay. my nephew the best Christmas gift, by the way. Costco. Awesome. No spoilers. It's like, erect, it's like an erector set for forts. It's awesome. Was it the bullet, it the bullet right? No, no, that's for that's for Gregory. But it's like this. It's a little ball, and it's got holes in it, and it's got long poles, so he can build his own fort out of like. So the poles are like each like this big, and the balls are like the size of a baseball. So they like plug into the ball, and he can build like all different kinds of shit, and then throw a fucking blanket over it, and he's got a fort, and they glow in the dark. Best uncle ever. How old is he? Uh, he'll be four in March. Yeah. Andy's son. Mm-hmm. So I'm smarter than. I bet you either Baltimore at Cincinnati or Rams at Vikings get flexed that weekend. So hopefully it will be one o'clock. I see. I I'm telling you right. We're not going to get flexed. We're not that lucky. Oh my God. But we should Please be bad don't. enough to. I mean, those are our playoff teams could possibly be playing in the third to last week of the season. Dallas, Washington. I'm calling it. I mean, yeah, they get so much numbers. Doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't fucking matter. The Colt McCoy year. I mean, that was a Monday night game, but we were terrible and we ended up winning. And that's probably a very high rated game. <laughs> it was. The Cowboys weren't that good at that. They were not as not this good. That was like the end of Tony Romo. I hope. <laughs> the, I hope they don't lose a game. The rest of the season, and then they get bounced in the first first round. Yes, please. Well, no, they can lose two to us. When Bobby's correct, Bobby's correct. <laughs> All right. Uh, next next team I want to discuss was uh, the Chiefs. I'm confused. They are four and four. Um, Pat Mahomes has not looked like Pat Mahomes. Their lost defense has been really, really bad. Um, I know they lost CEH, but I don't know if there's that much of a difference between the guys they have in now versus him, but 
I mean, you still have Tyreek Hill. You still have Travis Kelsey. You have Pat Mahomes. Um, what is going on in Kansas City? Are you guys just – I mean, this was the majority of everyone's Super Bowl pick. I think for the first handful of weeks, I was surprised about how bad their defense was. And then now, yeah, over the past couple of weeks, they're sh- I mean, it's, it almost didn't start with us, but we were including that. They're struggling to score. Eventually put up 31, but like I said earlier, I think we were we were up 13-10 at halftime, I think, of that game. Um, I, don't, I, I couldn't tell you. I mean, I don't watch enough Chiefs game. I watched the Monday night game against the Giants, and I predicted them to blow them out, and they only won by like three, right? They won like a last-minute field goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did. So they got I, lucky to an extent too. I, so I couldn't tell you what's what's up with them. I are they being too cute? Are they too confident? Or I don't know. Because they seem to have everything. Like they still have the. You mentioned all the stars they have, but they also have the supporting cast. Uh, what's his uh, Williams is a very serviceable backup running back, and he can do the job on every given down. They've got McCroll Hardman on on the outside helping out Tyreek Hill. They've got plenty of guys that can do the job. They still have they what I thought was an improved offensive line because they got eaten alive in the Super Bowl. And I, I don't I, I don't know. You know what it is? It's fucking Pat Mahomes' stupid little punk ass brother Jackson. <laughs> he got. He, God frowned upon him because of his stupid TikToks and because he was dancing on the 21 on our field. Oh, my God. Huh? That was our fault. We did that. Yeah, they, they told him to go there. We placed them in that fucking fenced out. No, I heard he jumped the fence. No, they showed many pictures of them, the whole family standing there on 21. That's us. We're just that incompetent that we put the opposing fans on number 21. Oh, my God. Well, I still hate him. He's a no, I still hate him, but I just give him a, a semi pass on that one. <laughs> Porter's Porter's Shut maniacal up. laugh. <laughs> Porter's just laughing at the idiocy of both our team and millennials. Anyways, I don't know what's wrong with the Chiefs. I, I, luckily we're not a Kansas City podcast because I don't, I wouldn't know how to fix them. Well, they lost their number two wide receiver. Nicole, Nicole Hardman is not a true number two receiver. He's more no. directly just like Tyreek Hill, just not as good. Who was their, who'd they lose? Sammy Watkins. Oh. Sammy Watkins, at least, he brings a whole different variable that defense doesn't have to worry about. Right. Now, just yeah, but I, I think primarily, though, like, if you remember that first half against us, I mean, Pat Mahomes is really bad. Like his decision making, I think, is really like some of these these throws that he's making. They're like, dude, what are you doing, man? Um, and, and right now, I mean, they staring down at the AFC West. You have the Raiders at five and two, which is an incredible story considering all of the shit that they've gone through as an organization. And really, they're not the most religious man. But there's not enough Derek Carrs in this world. Like, love me some Derek Carr. Well, and he, he's an excellent quarterback, and he seems to be an even better person. And um, the things that he says are just so, you know, admirable. Uh, and you can tell that he means them too. It's not like mm-hmm. it's not a dog and pony show. Like he, no, like, he's not he, preaching. No, not a sermon. 
Just thought. <laughs> Just well wishes for my head coach and receiver. Former head coach, yeah. excuse me. My favorite, my favorite quote was about John Gruden. Because I mean, fuck you, John Gruden. But he has a very close relationship with him, obviously, head coach and mm-hmm. quarterback. And he said, love the man, hate the sin. So, yes, that's that's the best way to use it. So, you like Great him. Answer. He's helped you tremendously. But he did a shitty, shitty fucking thing. So, yeah, love the man, hate the sin. Also, good answer. Talk, talk about that, how that all tied back to the Washington football team, but that's for another day. Yeah, I mean, well, hey, the NFL is being really transparent about it. So, you know, that's good because there's no way in hell that this 31 owner billionaire boys club it totally is, is you know, just um, a freaking Boy Scout. So, yeah. It's like the same thing with the Barstool shit that came out today. Untouchable. Untouchable. What? You didn't see about Barstool? No. El Presidente report came out today that he's like he's had, had sexual encounters with like not underage girls, but like college age girls and like they all like turned violent and like inappropriate and like Jesus. They all felt uncomfortable. Like they like asked him to stop and he he wouldn't. And like well, well that's rape. One girl would say like yeah, one girl said like it felt like he was raping me. Yeah. And then she slept on the because she got flown in by him, so she stood. She stayed there for two extra nights, which slept on the couch, and was like, "Go get a hotel or something." What's like? How? Yeah. What are you? What are you doing? <laughs> Leave. Leave and go to the police. Get out of there. I know it's easy for us to say, but it is. It is. And they also said, it's still one thousand percent in the wrong." In the report, they also said, like you know, they didn't feel comfortable going to the police because he's so protected. Like the police would be like, "No, we're not touching him." Which is also fucked, but we don't have to get into that. Yeah. Well, he's an awful yeah. person. Both so it's... two. Well, there you go. There's two boys clubs that with awful people in them that are untouchable. Mm-hmm. Good job, America. Yeah. Um. <laughs> thanks, Bob. The last team I wanted to bring up, guys. In my opinion, the best team in the league is the Los Angeles Rams. Um. That was even further solidified when they to say they put their chips in. Um. They now have Von Miller to pair with Aaron Donald on this defense and Jalen Ramsey. Um, I totally get why Matt Stafford wanted to play in Los Angeles. Holy shit. Um, I, I think they're the team to be. Can we be Rams fans now? I know Ian's a Bills fan. I'm a Bills fan. But even so, I can't do it. I just fucking can't do it. I want to do it so bad. <laughs> Your I can't even think they're my AFC team. I can't fucking do it. I tried. But maybe I could do the Rams. I, I love the move. Okay. You know I can't. Okay. Shut up, Porter. <laughs> we all know the end result. Why? Why? <laughs> no. <laughs> I I love the move by McVay. I fuck go all in. Why you, you you're what, seven and one? Your offense is Finally dynamic because you actually have a competent quarterback and your defense mm-hmm. is one of the best in the league and it just got better. What? And I love how much he does not care about draft picks. He just cares about winning now. Nope. They're doing it a new way and their own way, and I fucking love it. Yep. But when it comes down to it, and again, time and time again, the key is very, very simple. I mean, if you want to have consistent, sustainable success, you have to have a really good quarterback. And, I mean, they were really, really good with Jared Goff. 
I mean, now that they have someone that is such an obvious upgrade, I mean, this offense just seems, you know, untouchable and not much with the running game either. Like they lost Cam Akers. They don't really, you know, the running game just supplements the rest of what they want to do. Um, if they had they're, anyone they're playing, but Jared Goff in that Super Bowl, they would have boat raced the Patriots. Yeah. I mean, oh boy. They were, they were a quarterback um, away from destroying the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. Their right, defense so held Tom Brady to 10 points. Anyways, go Rams. Go Sean. Go, go sexy McVay. Let's go to Mix let's sex. go to pick them. Oh shit. Um we're gonna Was go in order of week nine. We did well last week. So Tom goes first. Bobby goes second. Porter goes third. Ian goes fourth. Uh-huh. Tom, Bobby, Porter, Ian. So I have it. That's that's like my exact like little. It's perfect for me. Yeah, yeah it goes like it goes like this for me. It's like a circle. That's like, well, that's squares, Porter. Uh, can I move you guys? They're rectangles. No, can't move. You're on your iPad. No, my laptop. There it's a touchscreen. Oh, oh, you, yeah. No, I don't think you can. I wish you could rearrange them. That'd be fun. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. First game, we got the four and four Cleveland Browns travel to Cincinnati to play the five and three Bengals. Some drama going on in Cleveland. Looks like there's a bit of a rift between Baker Mayfield and Odell Beckham. Beckham was not traded at the end of the uh, trade deadline because no one wants a couple him. of days ago. And, um, you know, there might be an issue. There might be a comes a point in time where, like, you know, Odell, maybe this is a, a you problem, bud. Um, Bit. Yep. So, all that said, this line is confusing. Uh, Ian, I'm not sure what to do with it. I have um, the Bengals favorite at two and a half. Bengals two and a half. Let me see. So, with that in mind, I am going. Shit. Man, I'm tough. Um, I'm stuck on this. What did I already wrote it down? Yeah, I got two and a half on my book today. All right, I'm going Browns. They they have too much talent not to correct this. Yeah. I'm going Bengals at home. Who day? Gregory as well. Bengals, baby. Okay. I think the. I mean, I, I feel bad for Baker. I think there should be their defense is still good, but the Bengals came off a tough loss in New York. Mm-hmm. They bounce back. That's my reasoning. I'm taking the Bengals. Oh, I kind of want to change my pick now. <laughs> you can't. Too late. Set in stone. No, you have until twelve. Stamp, double stamp. You have until twelve fifty nine on Sunday. Three quarter. <laughs> Bobby, too young to understand. You can't triple stamp with double stamp. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I use next email, game. bro. What is that? I Whenever I'll send email. you a check. <laughs> <laughs> The four and four Denver Broncos travel to Dallas to play the Cowboys, six and one Cowboys. The Cowboys are favored by 10. God damn it. Ian, what you got? Yeah, 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 yeah. Those Cowboys. All around. All around. All right. Next game, total barn burner here. The one seven Houston Texans travel to Miami to play the one and seven Dolphins. The Dolphins are favored by five and a half. That's um, so strange. We all expected Houston to be bad, especially without Deshaun Watson and, and all of the 
things that have transpired in that organization. They don't Did not care. expect this with the Dolphins. I mean, this was a, a fringe playoff caliber um, team going into the season. I thought they would be in the wild card with – I mean, they got they had a, a plethora of first-round picks and a, a top-five quarterback in Tua Tungavaiola. And um, I'm not sure what the hell is going on in Miami, but it is a dumpster fire. All of that said, I'm still going fins up. Fins are not up right now. Um. Tyrod Taylor's back. Houston. He is. I'm going Texans. Okay. Porter. Is it in Miami? It is, it in, is Miami. in Miami. I'm going to go Dolphins. Fins up. Houston just like stopped caring. Because oh, Tyrod went down. They like don't they just don't give a shit. No, hey, but shit. that's that's fine. Like if you're gonna yeah. be bad, be a, be as bad as Houston. It's I, not even their offense. Their defense just doesn't give a shit. Defense is terrible. Completely different. Completely different bad. without uh, fucking Watt there anymore. I don't go ahead, Ian. Hey. There. Okay. What the hell was that? Okay, internet. <laughs> Whose horse is that? <laughs> I'm very. very the fuck is? What is it? Fucking Kimmy and Fiona. Ah. Fins up. Hey. Uh, Next thing. uh, The three and four Atlanta Falcons travel to New Orleans to play the five and two Saints. Jameis Winston torn ACL. Not playing this week. It looks like we're going to see Trevor Simeon or Taysom Hill. Um, not sure exactly what's to happen. All of that in mind, the Saints are favored by six and a half. Still? Yep. Ian. Oh, fuck it. This is me. Uh, let's go, Saints. All right. Porter. I don't want to pick the Saints, but Saints. This does seem like one of those weird NFC South games where, like, there's no reason the Falcons should win this game. The Falcons can totally fucking win this game. But they can totally do it. Taysom Hill back healthy. Sean Payton's going to find a way to give him the ball. Saints. And it's in New Orleans? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a big factor for them. Yep. Next game, one of the really surprised um, one of the surprise teams of this season so far five and two Las Vegas Raiders traveled to New York to play the two and six Giants the Raiders are favored by three that is a closer line than I would have anticipated um you obviously it's New York is fucking destroyed well I'm obviously picking the Raiders but that spread is a lot smaller than I anticipated Bobby would you go with Raiders oh yeah I'm going just win baby I I think they rally as a, as a team, and they they're they're actually still playing well despite all of their off the field issues and tragedies. So, uh, Giants are terrible. Daniel Jones sucks, except when he's playing us. So, Raiders. Raiders. Four. All right. Raiders have have actually been playing better since they fired John Gruden. Weird. But fuck them. Let's go with. 
Actually, he resigned. Actually? Actually. The circumference of the apple is 3.25. Yeah, no, I'm going with the Giants. They've been playing. They've actually been in most games. They have. Yeah. There's no time. You're you're going Giants? I'm going Giants. All right. Next game, the New England Patriots travel to Carolina to play the four and four Patriots, play the four and four Panthers. Patriots are favored by three and a half. Guys, out of all of the quarterbacks taken in this year's draft, we had Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, then Justin Fields, and Mac Jones. Out of those four, it really looks like Mac Jones might be the best one. Or maybe obviously going into the best situation. Best foot. Either way, like his his stuff plays. Um, Ian, what you got? Mac Jones all day. Yep. Mac, Mac and Bill coming in hot. Yeah, I'll follow you. Bats. Also hilarious because Mac Jones was the only quarterback in the draft that I said that I'd be willing to trade up for because he fell so far. But we would have destroyed him. Um, he would, he, if he was playing for us, he would have already torn his ACL. That's a, that's a fact. Um, fuck. <laughs> is, uh, is, no, Sam Darnold is. Um, Panthers. I don't know why. All right, I'm going Patriots as well. Um, even this, I think the Patriots are better than what their record stipulates. I think Matt Jones is starting to get it, put it together. They got a good running game with Dam- Damian Harris, and um, not to mention the their defense is legit. Defense is quite good. So, um, all right, next game we got Buffalo Bills five and two Bills travel to Jacksonville. I would love to see Bills fans in Jacksonville, Florida. Oh, my God. Um, the Bills are favored by 14 and a half points. I am Is going to alligator. Put them on the table. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> let them be the table. Who is it? Me? It's Porter. Oh, because Ian obviously picked the Bills. No, I went. Not. Bobby went. Oh, I didn't know. Oh, sorry. Bills. Yes. Waiting on you, Greg. Sorry. Cheese. Only the Bills will win. Cheese and crackers. Is, anyone, right. is Ian frozen on anybody else's screen? He just he just no. unfroze. Oh. He's back. All right. Next game. Three and four Minnesota Vikings traveled to Baltimore to play the five and two Ravens. The Ravens are favored by six points. Ian. Kirk's good. Kirk is going to whoop him. Go for it, dude. Take that island. Yeah, no, fuck it. Yeah, let's, I'm, I'm, I'm a fucking <laughs> I'm a on that island. Let's go. Nice. Kirky for the W. I always All like right. the, the, the opposite ends rooting for a separate team when, when yeah. we do our picks. It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go, go Baltimore. More than likely right. on Baltimore, but who cares? Um, Ravens coming off a bye, and they don't—they're not going to lose two in a row at home. Ravens. Um, I'm gonna go Ravens as well, but Vikings plus six. I mean, I don't think 
Ian, you saying Minnesota could win this game? I don't think you're out of bounds in it's that. Not, it's not that wrong. No. no, they could do. They, it, they could very easily do good things. It's not like you're picking the Jaguars to beat the Bills. Like different scenario. Um, yeah. All right, next game. It's also next closer spread song. than I anticipated. The Los Angeles Chargers, four and three Chargers, travel to Philly to play the three and five Eagles. The Chargers are favored by only one and a half points. Um, I am going Chargers, but with a question mark. Why is that so? Why is that spread so close? All right, Bobby. Chargers. I'm going to go Philly. Okay. Not that I want to, but one, that's they can easily turn that, especially at home. Like if it's that close, if if they think it's that close, Philly can turn that at home. Screwed my out on that one, Greg. That's why we're friends. That's true. So let's ride it together, buddy. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> All right. Oh wait, no, I'm going Chargers. I'm just kidding. Okay. No, no, I'm, I'm going Philly. I knew you were going to double back to Philly the moment you said I'm going Chargers. <laughs> like, I was already giggling at the second punchline. <laughs> All right. Um, well, this was supposed to be the game of the week until A.A. Ron done messed up. Um, Green Bay 7-1 Packers travel to Kansas City to play the 4-4 four and four Chiefs. As we'll see, Bryce – not Bryce Love. What is it? Jordan Love? Jordan Love, sorry. Bryce Love, former former football team running back that didn't pan out. Um, we're going to see Jordan Love's first career start. Chiefs are favored by seven and a half points. Ian, what you got? Oh, fuck. It's on me. Four and four Chiefs. I don't think you pack and go back to back. Improbable wins. Watch Jordan Love just come out like a fucking boss. No, let's go Chiefs. Chiefs as well for me. Chiefs. I. It would be the Packers if Aaron Rodgers was starting. Correct. Um, yeah. We certainly haven't talked about vaccine mandates on this podcast before, but um, – you know, the fact that Aaron Rodgers was, in fact, not vaccinated and doing maskless interviews, it's um, not cool. So, um, all right. Not cool, the, bro. The 7-1 and one Arizona Cardinals travel to San Francisco to play maybe the most disappointing team in football thus far, even though I actually think it's us. Um, the Green Force San Francisco 49ers. The Niners are favored by, in this game, despite playing a 7-1 Cardinals team. Niners are favored by a point and a half. No. Um, I'm I'm going I'm going Cardinals too. Um, I I know that they were going to correct themselves. They were seven and zero at one point. They were they're good. They're just not undefeated a, level good. That is a Vegas ruse. Mm-hmm. No. Yep, I am going Cardinals. Bobby. That makes zero fucking sense. Cardinals. I'm throwing Cardinals. a lot of money at that game. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that is so dumb. I can't believe I didn't, I didn't see shit. Order Arizona for you as well? Yes. Okay. Ian, is that Arizona? Cardinals all the way around? All right. San Francisco. What? Why would. Whatever. 
next game, the Derrick Henryless Tennessee Titans, six and two Titans, travel oh to Los Angeles to play the Rams. I have Hen- Derrick Henry was on my fantasy team, and I am grieving. Sucks, um, sucks man. Yeah, I had a really good team name idea for Umo. Oh my god. <laughs> um, so the Rams are favored by seven points. Ian, what you got? With Derrick Henry, I think I might have taken the upset. Mm-hmm. But I can't. Yeah, they wouldn't have been able to stop him running. That's the thing. Well, yeah. Well, the Rams, Rams run defense ain't great. It's like middle, lower tier. Is it? Mm-hmm. Which is weird with Aaron Donald. I know, right? Rams, McVay, McDreamy. Yep, me too. McDreamy. Okay. And Monday Night Football. I'm sure Charles Nagy will be out of a job soon, but the three and five Chicago Bears travel to Pittsburgh to play the four and three Steelers. Steelers are favored by six and a half. Um, I'm going Steelers. Yes, and I hope big. I hope Big Ben retires after the season. It, it's this is not hard to watch. Rough. Yeah, it's hard rough, to watch. Dude. Yeah, Steelers. Father time's undefeated. You're gonna be a walker by the time you're fucking fifty. He's our age. That's what's that's what's crazy. Like, I thought he was thirty-eight. I thought he was forty. No, 40. no, he's definitely not forty. Oh. Huh. Thirty-six, thirty-seven. He's thirty-nine. He is. That sounds all right. 39. He'll be 40 in March. It hurts me to go down the stairs in the morning when I wake up, so I can't imagine playing fucking professional football. (laughs) (laughs) No, thank you. All right. Uh, Well, Pittsburgh for me. Yep. Pittsburgh all the way around, guys? Yeesh. Okay. Um, How are we doing on time, Bob? First time we do a, a in person, not in person, but like a a podcast, and we don't have a football team game to pick. We're at an hour and a half. Okay, over an hour better and than half. I thought. All right, um, we'll, we'll go quick with the the whiz real quick. Wait, is this our um, buy? Yes, Are we gonna buy. Yeah, we do not play this yeah. week. Oh, there was guys, one of the game I forgot. Red zone guys, I forgot. all day. What what are we doing? Red what zone. What are we doing all day? I I why, forgot there's one other game. Just because we don't play. Hmm. Why can't we hang out for, for football day? Yeah, we normally can hang out. I just was doing a lot of stuff last weekend. You got so excited for a bye week. Oh, now we can hang out. Yeah. Yeah. We can hang out. We can hang out any weekend. We can hang out all weekends. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Megan has appointments with her parents all day on Sunday, so I am watching Red Zone. So if anyone wants to watch Red Zone. I'm finishing up my two tables, and I think I we oh maybe well Elaine's babysitting. I'm assisting, whatever that means. I will be very hungover on my way home from Deep Creek. So nice. Um, I'll be hungover from the Penn State right. game. All right. So, oh, the last game I wanted to mention is there is a line for the Redskins. Washington versus the bye week, and the bye week's getting um, minus three and a half right now. Not Robert Griffin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So, it took me way too long to understand this. Um, all right. Ian, we're on to good things now. We'll see. What? 
We'll see. We're on to we're going to talk already about good things. I know the Wizards are on a bit of a two game skid right now, and you know one was against a very good team, so I'm I'm going to chalk that up. But and what we've seen, and I think it's eight games into the season, is almost an instant validation in terms of the upgrade from not just not Scott Brooks to Wes Unsell Jr., but what this trade and all of these additions did to improve this team overall as a whole. And I remember when the Russell Westbrook trade was announced, I really liked it. I thought it gave us um, positional versatility, defense, shooting. And if it doesn't work, it gives us an opportunity to trade play, you know, blow it up and it's fine. Or it gives us assets regardless. So um, Ian, and I know we have talked about the wizards between you, myself and Ray a lot, but what have you seen so far and, and how excited are you? From game one, I've been stoked. <laughs> I know that we're not a championship caliber team. Nope. By, nope. By any means. But we're a tier two team in the in the, in the, in the, NFC, in the East. Yep. We're a tier two team. I'll take, I, I accept that for what mm-hmm. it is at best. That's our ceiling, by the way. But yep. from going – from no defense to straight ISO ball to playing defense and rebounding as a priority and ball movement, it's night and day. And it literally, it makes me so happy watching the Wizards right now. Now, granted, they've played every single time that I'm working, which is really fucking annoying. That sucks. It's so goddamn annoying. But I still get to watch – Tomorrow will be the first one that I get to sit down and watch the entire game. Nice. But it, it's so good. we all know how I feel about Montrez. Man, you, to, you, uh, to say you hit that one out of the park would be a bit of an understatement. So. Like, that's, that's, I was most excited about him. People were talking about KCP, Kyle Kuzma. Hey, great, good, good role players. They can play. What we need here is somebody just like Trez – and here he is, and he's destroying it. And he, he likes it here. The fans really like him. Like he, he's he's embraced it so fast. He is a dog. Like yes. that is a guy I want in my corner at all times. I do not want to be on this bad side. He gives zero fucks. All he cares about is helping his teammates out, getting that ball. He's like a, you know, not he, a good but better offensively he held a players only meeting in training camp or in preseason after a, a bad game because brad's a leader of this team he's been here for a long time and he even went up to brad and goes like brad's a pretty laid-back guy and he goes hey like if you're a good cop i'm bad cop because i have no problem being bad cop yeah um, and, and you know i think that that accountability was very much needed on this team mm-hmm. and just i think what's really frustrating especially for bobby is like the, the lack of defensive effort that you'll see, and at least in the regular season. And that is not the case with a West Elmsell junior coach team. I mean, the, the level of defense attentiveness is, I mean, Brad is not himself on offense. He is not playing well. And that's what I'm even more impressed with our record that we're doing this without our best player. Um, but he is, this is the best, his defensive metrics is the best of his career. And Denwoody's a really good defender. Kuzma can defend multiple positions. KCP is obviously um, around the perimeter. Um, but, you know, this team, 
And I keep on saying team because that they're gelling and their chemistry is really, really impressive so far. And, um, you know, with, with more to come with more resources coming, hopefully with Rui Hachimori coming back. So, um, so this team is better than I anticipated. I liked the trade going into it, but um, they've been they've been fun to watch. Yes, and to piggyback on that, would this team be as good if Scott Brooks was the coach? No shot in hell. Nope, definitely not. No shot in hell. Wes Unseld was the right man for the job so far. It's very early. Mm-hmm. He held. He holds everybody accountable. Mm-hmm. This is not the effort that we want to put out there. Yeah. He hammers on defense and rebounding, and I fucking love it. Please and thank you. Give me more of that. More defense, more rebounding. Yes, yes, yes. Please. And then ball movement up top. We've been slacking the past couple games with ball movement. Mm -hmm. Yeah, last night against Toronto was sloppy. Um, yeah, but that was that was our first dud of the season. But that was bad. Like, the fact not... that it, it the fact that it happened eight games into the season when usually it happens like you know game one. Yeah, the fact um, that we started five and one is mm-hmm. awesome. And this is the most fun I've had watching the Wizards since the best Brad and John years. Yes. Yeah. Doesn't it make <clears throat> you feel bad for like? Could you imagine John like peak John Wall in this with this team? There probably would be tier one. They, yeah, they they would be. Peak John? Yeah. He could be a contender. But with with shooters like this, yeah, he, he like uh, I how are we shooting the three point? I, I know Brad's struggling. Not well. We're not yeah, shooting the three point ball, but not well. I mean, if you look at his stats when he had John Wall as his point guard versus not, I mean, his three point numbers have gone down almost year by year with it. But that's also because he's had to do so much. Um, you know, our off, this is, this was designed. So he to take to lighten his load and so that he could play through all 82 games and hopefully for in the playoffs. Cause he's just exhausted as a team. So, we're shooting 31.9% from three. Yes. Yeah, that needs to be close to 35 upwards of 40%. Um, and I think it will, I think it'll correct itself. Yeah. It's just, I would like to think so. KCP is too good of a shooter. Bertans is too good of a shooter as frustrating as he can be. Um, he can shoot too. Then what he can shoot too, and, and and Brad is too good of a shooter to shoot under thirty percent from thirty. Also, yeah, he's like shooting he, twenty four and a half. That won't that won't last. Th- there's no way that that would last. But, yeah, I agree. But like Tom said, or one of you said, um, t- Brad's been struggling, and they're still winning and getting production from everyone and, else, and, and beating good teams, beating Atlanta, beating Boston. I mean, um, there was a, hold on, I have it right here. I can. We dominated Toronto the first game. People there, like, oh, well, Toronto yeah. sucks. Uh, they clearly do not. There was a stretch yeah, I, when we went five and lost one game after that, right? Two yeah, the, the yeah the one game that we was they have five wins now, two six wins, and we've lost to the Nets, we the lost, Hawks, and them. Yeah, there's no shame in losing to the Nets. But going five and one over that stretch, it was the three big names we got back from the trade. And they were yes. all averaging over 20 points a game. They were scoring yep. collectively 60 points a game. And like th- those, you getting that production from three guys versus one person in Russell Westbrook, please and thank you every single time. And that's what I've been asking for this team so Tommy much. Like, you can't. Tommy Shepard, yeah. what the hell? How he flipped. So he went from the worst contract in football with John Wall. 
not football, basketball with John Wall's contract, flip that for Russell Westbrook, then flip that Russell Westbrook deal for all of these really, really good role players. And then I know if Montrez keeps playing at this, he might be an all-star. Um, but worst case scenario, six man of the year. Yeah. Worst case scenario. Exactly. So, and not to mention it is not working in Los Angeles and I'm just here to watch. Yeah. But you know what? That's why Tommy Shepard gets paid the big buck because he was looking years in advance. So let me get this straight. So GMs have a one, three, five and 10 year plans. Is that correct, Bobby? Yes. It it, it plays in football. Because they look ahead. And the long-term success of a franchise, not just the short-term. That's an interesting concept. Crazy, right? <laughs> if we yeah, get to that the, is. If we get to the five-seed or four-seed, I want Tommy Shepard, if he's not in top three of the game of the year or Wes Unseld mm-hmm. as a perennial coach of the year, yep. that we're very far in advance here. But what they're doing right now is ridiculous. Tommy Shepard, I give more credit to. Yeah, I was going to say, mm-hmm. I think most of that credit has to go to Tommy Shepard because... I give it all, yeah, because he even hired Wes Unseld. Yeah, well, that yeah. too. But and this is not... This is not a, a, nothing against Wes. I mean, he, I think he's done a great job and I yeah. knock on wood, I hope he's right. But like, I think quote-unquote haters would point to the fact, well, you made the playoff last year. You got into the first round and, and by winning whatever stupid playing game... That, <laughs> And so, like the, the haters would, in my mind, haters would say, "You already had the talent. You have Bradley Beal." I was like, yeah. "Well, so it was just, but one West, but uh, Tommy Shepard brought in all this new talent to make us better, and then you have West dealing with that." So I would give most and, and, credit to Tommy Shepard, and and that's the entire team. Yeah, yeah, and and that's what I really really like about this this deal because it gives us versatility. Look, if it sucks and we just go just completely tank, then you have total assets to start all over again. And you can do that and that's okay. Or if it works, then you have the financial flexibility to bring on another star. There's a reason that Brad and Jason Tatum keep talking. Oh, I know they're, they're childhood friends and Boston's not happy right now. Come on down, buddy. Please. And thank you. But this is come fun. on down. It's fun. I I have. I'm glad you're watching, Bobby. It's I am fun. watching. It's... I've actually it was hilarious. I texted you guys this. The one I I missed a couple of their first couple of games, and the one time I was actually able to sit down and watch the game, that I, I turned it on, and within three seconds I saw a missed layup and a ball thrown out of bounds, and I was like, "Whoop! I'm out." <laughs> it was just, of course, it was like they ended up winning that game, but like I was just like, of course, the first yeah. bit of basketball I see is just the two things I hate the most. A missed layup Checks out. and throwing the ball into the stands. <sighs> yep. All right. So um, that's good for basketball. Hopefully we'll talk. We'll get into the caps next, Todd. And Denny, I just want to say, I still think Denny's going to be a perennial all-star for years to come. I think he's going to be so goddamn good. And see, I just don't know how to, I just don't know how to use him yet. We'll figure it out. He's 20 years old. On the flip side, Bertans, fuck off. <laughs> yeah, that's not good. And secondly, it's something we before we finish, we have to talk about this. What's up with Rui? Yeah, that's there's a lot of left, a lot of room for interpretation. I I, I don't know, and they I don't think anyone, no one knows. I, actually, they you know said, what I, right? But actually, I appreciate that, Bobby, because if this were the Redskins, this would have been leaked. That's true. 
like that. Like the fact that they're keeping this in-house and obviously this is a personal matter that Drew is not comfortable sharing to the public and, you know, more power to him. I, I hope he's okay. Um, because he's, he's an asset. And um, if he is added to this team, then Bertans probably goes to the bench. And now you got um, either him or Kuzma, one of the two coming off the bench. And, you know, that's, that is a lot of solid role, good NBA players with I me. Mean, no, there's not a liability on that roster. Yeah. When Rui comes back. Yeah. Um, so we're doing that's pretty that. good. Brad playing his best ball or two best players, really. Mm-hmm. Essentially, it's Rui and Brad are supposed to be our two best. Rui's not even available. Brad's not playing close to top tier for him. And yeah. we're still at a winning percentage. And then the other thing I, I want to say that the flexibility gives us going into the future because okay, let's say we are really good, but we need we need to we need to get somebody else. We need to get um, trade. Well, we have guys that are actually tradable now. Mm-hmm. Like we we had so, I mean, Ernie Grunfeld built such shitty rosters that we had no one to give up. So that's why he just kept on giving up draft picks and draft picks and draft picks like they were candy. And how much that set us back later on. It's just. Mm-hmm. Fun. Um, all fun things. All right. Um, you guys ready for 21 questions? Uh, yeah. We'll try to make this quick. Megan's got to go to bed soon. Okay. Porter, you can do Rotten Gregory's for the while well, Ian's peeing. Did Ian just fart while he walked away? Probably. Did you hear that? Am I, am I making that up? Is that you, I Porter? <laughs> I was the end of the mic. Oh, uh, <laughs> that sounded like a real fart. <laughs> I thought Ian got up, farted, and walked out because <laughs> he had to go to the bathroom. Uh, now I've been um, and uh, too many things to fucking count. I mean, Dune comes to mind, but I don't want to talk about Dune. Um, I thought it was it was an okay movie. But it was entertaining. Was it, I, I felt two and a half twice. hours long. Yeah, it's a it's a giant setup to all the important shit, which is the next movie, and none of what you want is in it. It's it's visually amazing. Um, you know, they don't explain shit, which is kind of annoying. But on I was going to say Dune, that's got to be confusing. Yeah, it's you, you got to have an understanding of what's going on to know what's going on. If you go into that movie cold, you're going to be confused as fuck the entire time. All you're going to see is, you know, a space fight happening, but it doesn't, okay. it's not even really a space fight. Like it's the most, I don't know, I'm going to be putting spoilers in here. So if you really want to watch Dune, but I was, I was a little disappointed. I enjoyed it for what it was, but at the same time, it, it, I feel like it could have been better. I don't know how I'm not a you know movie maker or whatever, but I was excited for it. It's okay. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Not a, I'm not not a nerd for Dune, so it was okay. Not a Timothy Chalamet guy. I, I don't get the the hype about that guy. Yeah, he's he's, he's okay. He looks like he didn't drink milk as a kid. <laughs> he didn't drink milk as a kid. He was good in the King, whatever that. Right, the King. Mm-hmm. He's also he's actually in the movie uh what's that upcoming? Uh oh, god damn it. Um 
same guy did Rushmore. Uh, oh, Wes Anderson. Yes, thank you. The new Wes Anderson oh, movie. He, he would be good. At, he would be good in Wes Anderson. Yeah, he's weird enough. I'm excited to see that. Yeah, and apparently Bobby just watched a movie uh, that I've been wanting that I want to see. I was going to say I recommend out on Netflix. I recommend Take it away, Bobby. I highly recommend The Harder They Fall. Yeah, new Western on Netflix. It's like two hours twenty minutes. It's uh, an all black cast. It is fantastic. It's a really fun watch. The trailer looks dope as shit. It's you would think it's a long movie being two hours twenty minutes. It goes by like that because it's just like nonstop and the acting is so good. It's shot really cool. The music is dope. Um, you got Jonathan Majors in it. Idris Elba, Zazie Beach, Regina King, uh, Lakeith Stanfield. Damon Wayne Jr. Cast is fantastic. It. Yeah, it's a great cast. I I can't recommend enough. And it's also nice to have like a cool western. You know, I haven't. When was the last time a cool western was made? It's like, Love it. it's kind of like this might be a stretch, but like definitely the beginning is like if Quentin Qu- Tor- Quentin Torrentino did an all black cast for a western movie. Like it's like kind of like hysterically violent and stuff. Like that. It's, it's and it was the main yeah. character was from. Um, oh my god, the HBO show that we all loved. What's I can't remember her name. Oh, Watchmen. No. Watchmen, yes. Yes, Watchmen. Yeah, yeah. Which, a crime that there's not a fucking second season for that show. It really is. It, it, that, that show was so good. I'm so good. I'm not giving up hope on that one yet. It'll, it'll you know, it's well, we haven't been giving up hope for Firefly and, you know. No, I give, I've given up hope. Like Fireflies. <laughs> Fireflies. Oh, that's a bluish black thing. And I watched. Uh, uh, also, anybody seen uh, of Disney Se- Plus Visions? Anybody into? No, not yet. Stuff? I've heard good thing about that though. That's the Star Wars one. Yeah, the first one's good. The first one is what all the TikToks have done. I tried like skipping through some of the other ones. I was like, "What is this? Why is there a boy band in space in Star Wars? <laughs> Why is this happening? I don't. I don't want to watch this." Um. Also, we watched uh, Only Murders in the Building on Hulu. Yes. That was great. Fucking great show. If you love... Can't recommend that enough. Steve, I don't, I, you, you mentioned that to me last time I saw you. I do have to watch that. Steve fucking Martin awesome. humor. It's fucking hilarious. So good. Steve Martin and... Uh, oh, that's uh, Steve Martin, Selena Gomez, and... Um, What's his name? Oh, my God. Why am I blanking on it? Where? Steve Martin and Martin Short. Martin Short. That's what there you go. Yeah. I was like, there's, there's two Martins. They're so fucking good. Uh, Elaine's mom uh, B recommended that to us and we were like okay and then we started and we didn't stop we, yeah. we our, binged the, the, our parents love them some Steve Martin anything oh, yeah. Steve, Mar- Steve Martin does they just ascend yep so yeah. like, oh, this is going to be good and they're correct because yeah. it was we told Megan's I am watching, to watch it and they crushed it <laughs> um, I am watching Dope Sick on Hulu about um, like the start of yep. Purdue Pharma and Oxycontin with that. Michael Keaton and um Actually, the guy that's going to play Adam Warlock is like plays like the pharmaceutical sales rep. It, it's really yeah. good. I mean, it's that guy got more real quick. Yeah, he. Uh, I mean, as as you can imagine, it's not an easy show to watch, but it, it's yeah. it's well done and uh, big Michael Keaton guy. Yeah, I want to see that. Just watch Band of Brothers. That was <laughs> Ian. It's about time. What I've ever, right? best things I've ever seen. Yeah, it really is. It, it's it's I it's one of those things that like because they'll put on playing like the History Channel like on like Veterans Day and Labor Day and stuff like that. I watch it every single time, and it's never gotten old. It is so good. There's so many people in it, 
and the stories, the acting, like all of it, like it's, it's incredible. Like the, God, the, the scene when they um, go to a concentration camp, like, Oh my God. It was so well done, but just, I mean, bone chilling is, you can, I think that was for me. I think that's the best wartime series. I'm going movies too. I think that's just the best wartime depiction that I've that I've seen. I loved it. Mm-hmm. I put it up, Saving Private Ryan. Like I just think it was so fucking good for yep. ten yeah. hours for that. Like for them to just like in a real fucking story. What? Oh my god! With the yeah. interviews. Yeah, the interviews. And, and, and yeah, my favorite Israel, part. It's like, oh, that's fucking winners. Like you're winners. Yeah, I know you are. Yeah, what a badass. I oh, love yeah. that they never explained who any of them were nope. until mm-hmm. the until the end. That was Absolutely. that was a nice touch. I like the uh, the show is amazing, and it's a nitpick towards the end. But it's like after the Battle of the Bulge, um, when they're in the trenches and they're getting artillery on them like constantly. Yeah, um, I think after that point, once it gets into like peacetime, they're like showing that aspect of it. I was just like, uh, but that's just me. I'm just like, just show what it was. And I All guess right. that, that is what it was. That's that is yeah. what it was. Again, it's a nitpick from my end, but yeah. you have this whole like murder, 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 crazy, 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 crazy PTSD war. And then, well, I'm going to go home and see my fucking kids and wife. And I'm really excited about it. I'm eating a chocolate bar and drinking champagne in France. We like, won the war. But know. that was the whole point because that's what they I know. Lived. Right. Now, now, I'm disagreeing with myself. I was yeah. just. If it were, yeah. Now, Ian, you have to watch the Pacific. Yes. Yeah. It's not as good. Go it's in with watching. a lower bar. Yes. First three episodes. Dope. Best. Best. Big fan. Big oh. fan of first three episodes. Oh, my God. I'll make you want to join the Marine Corps. And then episode four, you're like, <laughs> no, nah, thanks. I'm good. I don't want to do that. That sounds horrible. Speaking of which, we lived together when that show came out. I swear when they went over like the the scene, what got John Bassalone the the Medal of Honor. I I swear I could hear you just in your room. Dope. Tits. Get him. That was awesome. Fucking get him. (laughs) Yes. Well, yeah, because he wasn't working outside, you know, with everybody. No, of course not. What? If there was a, a Marine Corps miniseries on HBO, that needed to be watched instantly. Yeah. In the privacy without people commenting and asking him a million questions, because no. I would probably no. have a million freaking questions during it. So 100 percent. It's like, no. Tom would like he'd be like coming up the stairs and just like giggling because I'm just happy giggling at what's happening. You just be like, <laughs> fuck you. Murder boner. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was I was gonna say the um, I made a joke uh, to to Jimmy and them. Um, the Marine Corps just reversed their tattoo ban policy, so now you can have sleep tattoos again. And I was like, <laughs> oh, they just opened a window to fucking <laughs> Gregory going back into the murder murder business. <laughs> <laughs> Some unfinished business. People got to get got. Yeah. God. Sorry, Greg. I don't know if you heard. The war's over. Yeah. Well, well, that one is. We got plenty more. 
<laughs> we got a lot of bullets and missiles to sell. Let me tell you. <laughs> All right. Um, you guys ready for our 21 questions to end? Call tonight. Go for yep. it. All right. Porter, you remember how to play this? I do. Now, you're good at this because you can ask practical questions that could help them figure out who this is. Because he's fucking smart. Why? Wicked fucking smart. Wicked smart. All right. Okay, guys. Is he an offense? Yes. Is he on the East Coast? Meaning, is he like East Coast team? This, he's he's a he's a this it's, is a former football football or current yeah Washington team member. Right, that makes sense. I guess I didn't remember the rules of this game. <laughs> it's okay. It's been like, do you wanna, it's been too much. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna count it. Do you want me to? Do you want to rephrase your question? Someone else can go. I, I am rephrasing it. I've just got to think. All right, so we'll go me or Bobby yeah. me. All right, let's go with he's on offense. Did he play wide receiver? He did. Nice. Did he play in the 2000s? He did. Fucking let's go. go. Now, does that mean 2000 to present or 2000s, right? Yeah, 2000 to 2009. 2009, right? Yeah, correct. Yes. Is he a white? Ian, Ian froze again. He looks so serious. <laughs> um, Bobby, he is, <laughs> Bobby, he is not a whitey. He's no not white. Damn it, that would have narrowed it down a lot. His racism is killing me. <laughs> There's some. Hey, you guys want to talk about the Dave Chappelle special for Ron Ron uh, Ron Gregory's? <laughs> want to jump into that can of worms? So <laughs> neither. I haven't seen it either. But I heard it's a touchy one. I'm looking forward to it. Let me tell you. <laughs> it's not hold back and only Dave could do it literally only Dave could say any of the shit he fucking says and holy crap he goes it was own quotations he likes to go hard in the paint him talking about himself <laughs> about the last special sticks and stones and be like if you didn't like that you're really not going to like what I'm about to say <laughs> alright so we're four questions in he is a Non-white wide receiver that oh, played that T Thomas in the two thousands. Did we draft him? Oh, Dan, in sync. I was going to ask that next. Good question, Ian. And yes, he was. We did draft, draft him. Draft. We did. We are five questions in. Did he win any records? 
like Sad with Americans? with the Redskins. Yeah. No. Okay. Does his number start with the n- number eight? Yes. Did we trade him? I believe the answer is yes, and yes, we did. Only person I know of is Moss, but I know that's not it. No, we traded him, not trade for him, right? No, we drafted, no, but, we drafted him. But right? Porter, that's that. Is, I am so proud of you that you. We did the person we traded for him. Santana Moss was a trade acquisition. I'm just very. I'm I'm so proud of you that you. That you, you know things. Okay. He didn't know that. Shut up, Ian. Okay. Am I wrong? All right. Yes. You're always, you're always wrong. All right. So what we know. <laughs> He is a non-white wide receiver who wore a number starting with an eight. He was traded. Was a draft pick. In the 2000s. Uh, He was traded. Um... Was he I'm trying to think of was he drafted out of a power five school? He was. I don't know how much that helps everybody else, but it kinda helps me. What's a power okay. five school? So for, for everybody else who doesn't know, what's a power <laughs> five school? Big yeah. ten Great ACC, question. Big Twelve, SEC, Pac twelve. Those conferences. So that's that's a shit ton of schools, right? But just narr- yeah. narrowing down. Yeah, it down. Okay, got it. Okay, yeah. yeah. Narrow it down, big fella. Was he on special teams? Ooh. No. Okay. So he's probably no awards, no records. It's probably two or three. We are at the halfway point. We are 10 questions down, boys. Was he over six feet tall? Yes. You're hoping for the short list of the shorties? Yeah. Yeah. I always find short wide receivers funny. Just like, what are you going to do when you come up against a cornerback that's 6'3"? Most corners are short, too. Are they? But the when you come across the middle, is that my question or a linebacker? My question. (laughs) Yeah. All right. I don't know. I don't know if this helps you guys. It helps me though. It's another college question. Drafted out of the ACC. No. Damn it. 
that would not have helped me. I don't know if you guys know this, but it's on YouTube <laughs> to figure this out. The guy I had in mind checked all the boxes, but except for that last one. You also might be too obvious. I can't even remember watching fucking football <laughs> in the 2000s. Like, I have no... The only... The only... Well, not the only reason I remember Sean Taylor's death is because we talk about it a lot, but he also died on my birthday. And <laughs> he <remember>. did. <laughs> 2007. I'll always, I'll always remember Aww. that. <laughs> Was it your day? No. Everyone stop what you're doing. <laughs> Just like an endless stream of fucking YouTube clips. Oh my god! I don't think I've missed. I, I think I've literally watched every snap of Sean Taylor's career on YouTube, uh, especially yeah. after that. That's actually when I started watching YouTube like TV was Sean Taylor highlights. I love it. Three days. Three days. Three. Oh my god! I hate you so much. <laughs> Sorry. Three fucking days. Hmm. All right. So, how much more time how are we filling with this dead air, not knowing what? Yeah. We're how many think? more questions we got? I'm running out of. You guys are trying to fill it with stories, and it's not working. So you guys are 12 questions in. (laughs) Sure, anybody, somebody. Not anybody. 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 Um, I believe it's on you, Ian. I think. Was he drafted by Joe? No. Wait. I believe it's no, but I just want to confirm. He was not. Uh. Bobby. Uh, I don't. I want, I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this. Was he? Um, uh, hold on. I'm trying to think of the timeline. Was he? Was he drafted by Steve Spurrier? Yes. I think I know who it is. The hell you do. Well, <laughs> say it, Bobby. Seem fairly confident on that too. Because <laughs> I'm trying to think of receivers we drafted, and if Gibbs didn't draft them, then it had to have been. I don't. I don't know if we drafted anyone named Zorn. Yes, we did. We drafted two. Uh, did he did, did he also play for Steve Spurrier in college? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is it did. Taylor Jacobs? God damn it. Yes! <laughs> Honestly, the trading, it's all college stuff. The trading stuff 
had no clue. <laughs> I, I forgot that he was traded. So um, Bobby is correct on answer on question 16. It is Taylor Jacobs, former second round pick out of Florida. And you probably remember him because he torched the Maryland Terrapins in the Gator Bowl. Like the, the, that um, BCS and, game we got after that a magical Frigian run. Yeah, um, He absolutely torched us. And um, obviously Spurrier brought him to here. And uh, he was really bad. Um, it's almost like we have a history of being really bad at second round picks. What the hell do we get for Taylor Jacobs? We traded Taylor Jacobs. I don't even know where he I, went. Again, I didn't know. To I, the San Francisco 49ers for Mike Rumpf. Rumpf. And then, oh. he, yeah. And then he bounced around the league for um, a couple years after that, and that was that. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was supposed to be paired with Lavernius Coles because, remember, we gave up a pick, first-round pick to get Lavernius. Mm-hmm. Paired him with Taylor Jacobs. Then we traded Lavernius Coles for Santana Moss. And yes, yeah. who I, I actually thought that it was? I thought it was Lavernius Coles. Yeah. But we didn't. Yeah. We traded for we him not. and then traded him back. Yeah. Damn it. Damn it. Well, I only remember job, Jacobs because I remember nine year old Bobby hated him watching that orange yep. bowl. And then when yep. we drafted him, I was like, okay, I like him now. <laughs> yep. Watch and then guy. he sucked. So I hate him again. Watch that game in the basement of the. Of the Bonnie Way House, the basement on a little ass TV. I was like, "Fuck, fuck, I just got your game. <laughs> Rex Grossman and Taylor Jacobs tore us to shreds. Like, man, I was bad. Yeah. All right, that's a that's a great way to end the show. Yeah. For us. For us, yeah. Uh, sorry, Tom. That's all right. We were close. We were I close. thought I had you. I thought you had us too. It was the see. That's why I ask college questions. I'm better at the college stuff. I know. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, that's gonna do it. Thanks, Porter, for joining us. Um, at always shows up at the right time for Gregory at Ian underscore mm. Foster twenty one for Ian at Tom underscore Natalie for Thomas. I'm at Bobby underscore Blanco on Twitter. Give us a follow. You can also follow Put Me In Coach Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and SoundCloud, and at PMIC Podcast on all social media accounts, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Thanks so much for tuning in. No, it's a long one. Nicholas, hope you enjoyed listening on your run on Saturday morning. Good luck. I will see you later at the Penn State Maryland tailgate for everyone else. Enjoy the Redskins bye week, and we'll hopefully talk to you next week. For Tom, Ian, Porter, I'm Bobby. We'll see you then. Night. Bye-bye. I watch you send it. This has been Put Me In Coach Podcast.